G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. All too often, the things going on in our lives, how we're feeling, our circumstances, our finances, other people, the empirical evidence shouts at us, declaring that God can't be real, that God can't possibly care about you, that God can't, well, just can't. If that's you, then today let me introduce you to a good God who has good plans for you. Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as today we take another look at God's rest for you from a different perspective. Let me ask you something today as we come to the end of another week. When you hear the name God, what picture comes into your mind? Is it a picture of an old man or a father or a king? What does God look like in your heart? We're told that he's a God of love, but I suspect that many, many people have a much darker view of God. This view of a judgmental old man with a rule book, a God who keeps track of all our mistakes and all our faults and all our imperfections so that one day he can rub our noses into it. Some people think of God as being vengeful and vindictive and despotic even. And to be sure, you open his word, the Bible, and you can find plenty of instances where the anger of God boils over and people punished. You don't have to look very far to find that at all. And so when we talk, as we have been over these last few weeks on the program, about entering into the rest, the peace of God, entering into his peace, that can be something of an enigma. Some people's reaction to that is, really? Do you think? The last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the fact that tiredness is a global pandemic. So many people are chronically tired, chronically exhausted. And all the time, God wants us to enter into his rest. But in order to do that, we need to know that he's a good God with a good plan for our lives. How can I possibly enter into the rest and the peace of God when there are things in my past that I've done wrong, things that have offended God? How how can I do that? I know, I know, the Bible talks about forgiveness. I know the theory. I sinned. Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins so that justice would be done. And so therefore, when I believe in him, I'm forgiven. I know the theory. But I struggle to believe it in my heart, in my life. Can I tell you, that's exactly what's going on in many people's hearts. There's this yawning gap between the theory that they may have heard over and over again and the knowledge that if they were God... They wouldn't find it so easy to forgive. So why should God forgive them? And that nagging doubt is what stops people from entering the rest of God, the peace of God. I kind of relate to that. It's one of the reasons I spent most of my early years running away from God, because deep down I knew, I, I just knew he wanted to punish me. So better to avoid him for as long as possible. Now, since God is a God of vengeance, punishment and retribution, just as much as he's a God of love, we need to find something somewhere that shows us how that works and what end of the equation we're on, the vengeance end 
or the mercy end. And I know no better place to get an explanation of that than from God's own mouth, his word. Have a listen. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we are made. He remembers that we're just dust. So yes, he is both merciful and gracious on the one hand, but he does have anger. The thing that puts us either on one end of that or the other, well, he tells us that too in that passage. Verse 13, he has compassion for his children, those who fear him. Who's that? Anyone who's put their trust in Jesus Christ, his son. Because God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son so that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but instead would have eternal life. And the moment we do that, the moment we trust that Jesus really did take our sin on his shoulders on that cross so that we could be forgiven, then we are forgiven. And then, as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Do you see the powerful language? He loves us more than we can ever imagine, and he separates our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. I love the bit at the end too where it says in verse 14, for he knows how we are made, he remembers that we are just dust. In other words, he understands. He, he cuts us some slack to make mistakes and learn and grow just as we do with our own kids because we love them more than they can ever, ever know. God is a good God. He has good plans for thee and for me. Have a listen, Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning at verse 11. For surely... I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for your harm, to give you a future with hope. Then, when you call on me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. That was written to God's people Israel when, to their shock and horror, the Babylonians came along and destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, the very temple where the presence of God dwelt, and took God's own people into captivity. So these people were gutted. They were demoralized. They were were dispossessed. They, more than perhaps anyone else at any other time, could be forgiven for thinking that God was vengeful, an old man with a big stick. Of course, it took several centuries for God to become so angry with them at their idolatry and and their unfaithfulness to him, for him actually to allow this punishment to befall them. But I guess if you or I were in their shoes, we'd probably be forgiven for missing that bit too. And so, right in the middle of the mess in which they found themselves, God says to them in effect, I'm a good God. I, I have good plans for you. Come and seek me with all your heart and you will absolutely find me. And that... That's what I believe God wants you and me 
to here today. That whatever image we might have of him in our heads, in our hearts, he's a good God, a God of amazing grace, a God who has his best in mind for us. Of course we'll walk through the wildernesses from time to time, through trials and through sufferings, times when it feels like God's a million miles away. Of course we will. And there'll be times in our lives when, like Israel, we're left wondering about the sort of God that God actually is. That's why it's important for us today to get God's word into our hearts. He is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, love that is higher than we can ever imagine, with a forgiveness through Jesus Christ, his son, that is absolutely more complete than we can ever begin to understand. And this God... This God has good plans for us, for you and for me. That's why we can enter into his rest. That's why it is that when we abide in him, I I love that word abide, we can finally, finally enter into his rest and experience the peace and the joy that Jesus Christ came to bring us. Life can be hard work some days. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.